where I saw Scarface and Sam And if I, I saw Chuck Berry at dawn with the wind He had a little whitey snuggling up to him The street was kind of dirty, but the street had souls All Bobby Moore picked to do the Monster Mash show I saw Frank Zappa eat a lonely hot dog Heard wild things played by the trucks My baby put a lead to watch in my back My sanity is under attack Look at my eye Since my girl ran off with a Mexican guy Maybe I should swallow a little pill Maybe I should listen to Dr. Phil Modern life could certainly make one ill What's happening? So that was the Stooges, Mexican guy. Song before that was uh, Slipknot, Wait and Bleed, and then uh, the Twats played Sanity Bomb before that, who I, which I dedicated to my uh, my buddies. Those were insane burnouts. <laughs> so that was a wild party. It was a long weekend. It started for me. It started with memorial service on a uh, Friday. Say goodbye to a good friend. It was uh, it was actually a, a really good crowd. It was it was it was a big deal. It was cool. So, peace, Ernie. Good people. Um, so then I got the call about going to the <laughs> going on the dirt bag, which uh, I, whoa. whoa, whoa, these are hot, hot woofers. There's a lot of banging and noise making out there. There's a lot of angry uh, drivers out there. Why? Noticed, right? There was like two people almost killing each other on the road. Why are they in a car? Number one. And why don't you wait your turn? Like, there's people walking here. <laughs> it's uh, an interesting day. It has. It's a hot day. Uh-huh. Uncharacteristic. I can't say that word. I've been trying to say the word all day, and I can't say it. Uncharacteristic. 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 <laughs> Uncharacteristic. Uncharacteristic. Um, hot day in San Francisco, um, but it's been nice, you know, there's still kind of that breeze going and, uh, just stay away from any blocks that have sunshine in them and you'll be fine. Stay away from the sun when it's out. Yeah. (laughs) That's my motto. (laughs) 
Um, how are you? How has your week been? It's good. Um, I didn't get a chance to mention last week how I went to see The Revolution, which was Prince's band when, you know, all those hits were coming out in the, the mid-80s. And when he passed, I guess they had this bright idea to get back together and they did they're or they're currently on tour a small club tour and then they're going to do a bigger arena tour um and i got to interview uh brown mark who's a bass player and apparently is known prince since he was 15 years old since he was working in that pancake house um that's how they initially met and he said he was bouncing like up and down because he was so short just so he could be noticed. Um, but anyways, um, it was cool to, um, you know, see them in a venue like the Fillmore, because I'm sure back in the day they were playing huge venues, and, you know, they were kind of one of the it it groups back then, and they were, you know, on MTV all the time. And um, so that was pretty, uh, that was an interesting experience, I have to say. Didn't think I would ever be able to do that. So that was one of the highlights of the summer. And they had me. two sold-out shows, right? Yeah, they had two shows at the Fillmore. And I'd never... The other weird thing was I'd never seen the line almost go around like where that um, fast food place is, that yeah. little strip mall. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, the line is so long. <laughs> Good for them. But, yeah, it was, you know... Uh, Mark was saying it was... They were wanted, you know, to heal the audience. You know, there were so many Prince fans out there. Maybe you knew some, or maybe you didn't know they existed. But people who were like really affected by his his death, and you know, were thinking he, he still had had time on this this planet. But at least he was, you know, he was playing a lot of shows here, and he was kind of acti- actively doing things before he passed. So it wasn't like he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um, he had that one after party show that we were thinking of going to. Oh yeah, I remember that. Grim that was American like right musical. before. Yeah, it was that right was before like he passed before. away. Yeah, um, at the Great American. But um, and he did a show at the a few shows at the DNA, mm-hmm. which we were like just jokingly like we should go, and then we're like actually if we go that would be amazing because DNA is not that big, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, we didn't go. <laughs> In hindsight, because yeah. we didn't, because you don't think, oh, that could be. Sometimes the last, you just feel like they're immortal. Cause cause the they've last been around time. forever. <laughs> yeah. Because they have larger than life personalities and careers and that's how i think that's kind of like a wake up like if you really want to see somebody and they're touring go fucking do it yeah because you don't know how what's gonna happen yeah because nobody thought or nobody knew about chester uh bennington and how he was you know obviously having some issues yeah of his own just know that drugs and alcohol are never going to end well yeah um and that's kind of the last last possible you know cry for help or dish effort or whatever you want to call it so i think that's definitely something to look at because especially um i mean it's something that i've noticed more since you know david bowie passed away a year and a half ago almost two years ago but i mean it is kind of a recurring theme in the in the music industry uh 
mostly drugs and also alcohol (laughs) combined. And that's just kind of something that maybe they dabbled in or, you know, recreationally use. And then somehow it gets uh, uh, mixed (laughs) and it can be a lethal and a deadly mixture. And it's just not worth it in the end, if you really think about it. So yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a bummer. It is a bummer because it's not only you know their families and their their fans, but mostly the the families is what what I think about. Wow, the people that were close to them and Chester had six kids, which I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't and know he's only ten years older than me. It's like you're supposed to at our age, you're supposed to be kind of not even halfway through it. You know, like you still have this whole second part of your life to go. And it's, you know, he didn't even get to experience that. Yeah. So maybe it's, maybe it's just about like pacing yourself and realizing, wow, I'm not going to do everything in 20 years. Like what, you know, bands used to say back then, I'm not going to live past the age of 21. It's like, yes, you are. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Because it's always better than the alternative. Right. Yeah. There's so much um there's so much out there to experience and you just have to uh learn new tools, I think. I mean, you know how to deal with it. It's not fun to to hear, but I think it's the truth that you just learn to deal with this thing called life. <laughs> But, yeah, it was pretty terrible. Um, Chester Benning and uh, who else did we lose this year? That guy from the uh, Greg Allman and also... Um, Chris Cornell. S- Chris Cornell from Soundgarden and a couple others that I can't remember. But last year was like David Bowie and Prince and some a bunch of other important people. But nobody's as important as them. Nobody. (laughs) It definitely hit really hard. Yeah. So, just last year was just a horrible year in general. Yeah, last year was kind of weird, wasn't it? Yeah. It's the year we should just not talk about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It didn't happen. It's a nightmare. Well, it was my dirty thirty. So that part was good. Yeah. Yeah. What? Did we go to Tomaso's last year? What did we do for your birthday last year? Oh, no, we uh, went to Nopa. We went to, yeah. Nopa and then the um, fly bar. Nopa. Nopa! Nopa was pretty good, actually. Yeah. But Absinthe Bar was like... Yeah, Absinthe. I just found out Absinthe and all those little like restaurants in that area are mm-hmm. all uh, under the same restaurant group, and they're called Absinthe. Oh, really? Restaurant group, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So uh, my friend works for one of the, their cafes, and he got an exclusive soft opening invitation to their new, they have a new restaurant that's more sleep, mostly like Spanish, uh, Spanish restaurant. It's like tapas, but he invited me to the soft opening with him because he had a plus one. And, you know, we haven't caught up in a while. So um, it's called Barcino. And it is so good. Is it good? 
Oh my god, I was probably the fanciest meal I've ever had in my life. Oh good. Like yeah, it was. The drinks were so refreshing. They had um, they had a raw bar, and you know had the best little like fish dishes, and um, they had uh, uh, like potato croquettes that were like I don't know in some sort of sauce and it was so fancy I felt like as a lot like rich people eat like every day like <laughs> it was yes. delicious yeah it was the best and um yeah we ordered some tapas and some paella and yeah and it was very nice decor and everything so if you have uh the money and you're ready to splurge they are opening today uh, nice yeah so it's uh in the Hayes Valley area, if you're down there, we're up there. No, down there. Um, yeah, check it out. That's cool. Definitely check it out. That was people. definitely a highlight. <laughs> Woohoo! So I have a story about the movie Dunkirk, Enemy.com, A Great Escape, Packing Heart, Visual Flair, and the acting debut of a certain Harry Styles, war movies don't get more gripping than this Christopher Nolan epic. From Pearl Harbor to Saving Private Ryan, Hollywood often trumpets the glory of war and America's involvement. But Dunkirk offers a British perspective, avoiding gung-ho bombast to focus on the camaraderie of those simply trying to safeguard their passage home. It's a moving journey and a groundbreaking spin on an often tired genre. Dunkirk is the work of Christopher Nolan, a directing great who had much to lose when taking on the job. Firstly, the story he tells British soldiers trapped on French beaches, escaping with the help of hundreds of private boats from back home, has been told countless times before. And he then brings a mismatched ensemble cast of huge names, Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy, and Kenneth Branagh who all make brief but much-anticipated appearances. An untested new talent, Harry Styles, here takes a break from pop superstardom to make his much-feated acting debut as critics sharpen their knives. If Dunkirk faltered even slightly, the naysayers would be ready to pounce. But Nolan's epic delivers on all fronts, including Styles' impressive big-screen debut. There's no glorifying of war, no needless thirst for blood, no pointlessly explosive budget-busting scenes. Dunkirk instead zooms up close to the psychological impact of conflict. Each fraught exchange and snapshot of battle is rooted to the human stories developing on those beaches, all of which hang on a knife edge. As with Nolan's previous classics, 2008's The Dark Knight, 2010's Inception, this is a thrill-packed, nail-biting watch. Dialogue is used sparingly, instead its focus is on the frail, often speechless tension as soldiers fight for their lives. Hans Zimmer's haunting orchestral score only adds to the drama working in sync with each passing gunshot. It's a visual experience unlike any other. See Dunkirk on the biggest IMAX screen you can find. Uh, strange but true, director Nolan compared casting Harry Styles to picking Heath Ledger as the Joker in The Dark Knight. I have to trust my instincts, and Harry was perfect for this part. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm kind of like, eh, I don't. I didn't know if I wanted to see it. And now I'm like, eh, I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I'll check it out. I mean, Christopher Nolan can never be disappointed, or yeah. at least too disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lincoln Park cancels tour following Chester Bennington's death. Uh, Live Nation will be issuing refunds to ticket holders. 
Uh, Linkin Park have canceled their tour following the death of their lead vocalist, Chester Bennington. We are incredibly saddened to hear about the passing of Chester Bennington, said Live Nation in a statement. The Linkin Park One More Light North American tour has been canceled and refunds are available at point of purchase. Our thoughts are out with those affected. Linkin Park was slated to play several dates through August, uh, only July 20th, on July 20th, sorry, Bennington was reported dead at the age of 41. The Los Angeles County coroner confirmed that his death was a suicide by hanging. In memory, a number of artists have shared tributes to Bennington on social media, including Rihanna, Pharrell, and more. So, sorry if you bought tickets. Uh, you know, you, like I said, you're all... You know, if you want to see somebody really badly and they're touring, you should definitely make it a point to see it sooner than later because Mm of life. I mean, stuff like that happens all the time. So you never know. You never know who it'll hit next. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have? Also in the news, Eminem is back. (laughs) (laughs) Enemy.com, Marshall Matters. In just over a month, Eminem plays his first UK shows in three years. Don't miss him. Earlier this year, a new definition of the word stan was added to the Oxford English Dictionary after Eminem fans' usage of it became so widespread. So pronounced is Marshall Mathers III's cultural impact that his song about an obsessive fan has turned stan into the legitimate term for superfans. I could be a stan. Most Eminem stems will already have their tickets for Reading and Leeds Festival 2017. The Detroit rapper is headlining alongside Muse and Kasabian. Kasabian. But tickets are still going for stragglers. Rumors are hotting up that Mather's long-awaited ninth album is coming soon, so it's likely we'll hear some new stuff alongside a set list of banging chart toppers like Lose Yourself and Without Me. Elsewhere, this year's lineup is as eclectic as ever. Liam Gallagher, Mygos, and Bastille will all head up the main stage, while the enemy BBC Radio 1 stage will see headline slots from Californian pop sisters Haim, Aussie electro dude Flume, and Surrey's alt-rockers You, Me at 6. I guess I'll have to go there <laughs> for one of these days. Reading, for sure. Reading's pretty close to... It's like an hour from London, I think. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, so yeah. that one would be worth going to. It's only two, 205 pounds, which is probably 350. So it's probably the same as outside lunch. Maybe a little cheaper nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many days it is. Well, and then considering travel, I guess, yeah. That could be a little bit more expensive. And Glastonbury, too. That would be fun. That one's, like, insane. Like, I remember just looking at, like, pages and pages and pages of, like, there's, like, so much to do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You literally just Well, because they have, it's in Scotland, right? It's, like, in the middle of, like, a farm, like, a field in Scotland. So they put up all these, like, games. And it's kind of like a a fair, like a a county fair almost. Yeah. But with way more amazing bands. Um, well, I have a story about Chance the Rapper, and I'm only reading it because I think it's funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I forgive you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> 90 hospitalized at Chance the Rapper concert. 
Many hot 93.7s hot jam attendees were taken to the hospital due to severe intoxication. More than 90 attendees were hospitalized last night during a Connecticut show featuring Chance the Rapper. The Associated Press reports. Authorities say that many of the uh, underage attendees were taken to the hospital due to severe intoxication. Hartford Deputy Chief Brian Foley said that the crowd at Hot 93.7's Hot Jam concert at Xfinity Theater, composed of mostly individuals in their late teens and early 20s, were participating in tailgating, partying, and excessive alcohol consumption. End quote. According to Foley, officers made 50 underage drinking referrals, several other arrested, um, and were made through the, sorry, several other arrests were made through the evening. Other artists on the bill for Hot 93.7's annual Hot Jam were Kyle, PMB Rock, and Annoyed. <laughs> Don't know who any of those people are, but... <laughs> Wait, didn't he play it outside once last year? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, he's a pretty big uh, up-and-coming artist. I guess he's like renowned now. Um, came out with the album Blonde, which did have uh, rave reviews. Um, I didn't listen to modern rap, so I don't. I wouldn't know, but sure, you know, like that happens. I just ninety people hospitalized for 90. intoxication. That's ridiculous. 90 people. He needs to say something about that. He needs to come out and say, don't do this, man. Yeah. Run DMC talked about this 20 years ago, 30 years ago. (laughs) Just say no. Just say no. That totally worked in the 90s. But the fact Uh, that he doesn't say anything. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm going to condemn him for that. I feel like at this point, this guy has probably seen dollar signs. And he's just like, oh, okay, they paid for my show. And it was during tailgating, you know, then it's not none of my business, you know. But at the same time, who, I mean, usually when you go to a, a show, is there security guards in the parking lot? I feel like I there feel is. like there's security With, guards saying, like, maybe you're a little too drunk to be here and, and you need not to. not let them in. Yeah, and then you need to call the cops, basically. Where was the point. show again? Connecticut. Oh, interesting. Bunch of rich, uh, <laughs> rich ass teenagers. Just maybe. Or very, uh, more. I don't know if this exists there because I've never been to Connecticut, but a more rural area, possibly. I've always heard, like, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to to a show. Yeah, it is. I know that. I know there's a lot of, like, ritzy families there. But my my knowledge of the East Coast, New England area is very limited because I'm a California girl. But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was funny because... Just, just an obnoxious amount of teenagers getting way too drunk. Obnoxious. Obnoxious. So anyways, on that note, <laughs> stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
We're just talking about cool venues in the city that are no longer or just recently had a fire and are now back yeah. with us. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad the um, the elbow room is still around because that Thank was God. like yeah. always up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to go to a show there. Some band from the 60s, I think, is going to play there. The Standells. Have you heard of them? Mm, no. I heard that they were going to be playing there. So I was like, yes, I have a reason to nice. go. Yeah. But yeah, even the bar is, is awesome. We got to play there once. The only thing I would say is there's no elevator. So bands have yeah. to haul all their gear up all those stairs make you work out first yeah <laughs> for reals but great stage great sound yeah. good space yeah, yeah. It's just on the upside just to prepare yourself <laughs> for the escalation upstairs <laughs> great way to burn the calories right there you go yeah so tell us, uh, you were just in Alameda. How is uh, Off the Grid? Yeah, so our band, Amalgamation, uh, we played Off the Grid in Alameda today. Super cool gig. Totally recommend it. Loved it. Great vibes. Just a well-run thing. And uh, uh, we have a bunch of other Off the Grids coming up. We're doing Twilight Presidio in August. First Thursday. First August. Thursday in August. So, <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. And, and a bunch of others that are in the South Bay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we just also gigged at Ocean Ale House, which is a really cool brewery um, just before you you get to City College. So there's really nothing over there virtually except Angle I think there's, side, a, yeah. there's a you know it's actually Ocean Ave. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, is that what it's called Ingleside, yeah, Ingleside the area? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I think there's a bar called the Ave, and I think they may do. Yeah, I used to live by there actually. It's yeah. like right before yeah it's on ocean avenue mm-hmm. and it's right before the pizza place is not there nothing that it was there when i was living there is there anymore but, but it does feature live music i was told oh, nice. so it is a cool kind of undergroundy place to go um you know contrastingly ocean ale house is just a really nice brewery microbrewery place with great food and super cool owner and we kind of we've been getting invited back there to play so yeah, and we've been doing an acoustic kind of alt Americana duo thing lately, um, which has been easy as far as gear and people are concerned. Uh, but we're really a four-piece alternative rock band. Um, but we kind of have the two personalities, kind of the a la Led Zeppelin, where you have the rock and then you have the country Americana blues thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of us. So we have the option of playing rock over here, mm-hmm. which I love. And then you have the, you can do the other too. So it gives us a lot of gig opportunities considering like what we talked about before that there is a number of, there's just a, well, I don't want to say the word limited. I hate to say it, but there are a number of venues in the city right now featuring live music, live bands. And so you have to capitalize on what you can do as a band. Right. Do you feel like in the past it was more... Mm-hmm. Variety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, because it, go ahead, Evil. No, there was more opportunities, more venues. You know, yeah. venues have closed, but uh, it just forces uh, us musicians and I'm sure other artists as well to think mm-hmm. outside the box. So, so that was the thinking that we did outside the box. Um, let's also do a kind of a stripped down set, and we can have more opportunities to perform. So that's what we're doing. And it turns out it's true. We played a donkey and goat winery. There's a kind of a a little string of wineries and breweries. Who knew? Over on (laughs) off of the Gilman kind of corridor out there in Berkeley. It's Fifth and Gilman, something like that. Yeah. It's kind of a cool little area. It's super hip. So we played there and it was like, you know, one of my friends um, 
played over there and she referred me to the place and so it was neat to kind of do something different so we're we're really exploring a lot of different venues as a result of doing the the two the two piece as opposed to the four but the four is going to be happening we'll be getting back to that (laughs) eventually yeah because i love i love rock and roll i love the four piece sound so that's awesome sounds like you're ready to go with that yeah yeah (laughs) and tell us um, a little bit more about in terms of your recording do you have recorded material at the moment or are you working on any new material yeah. We do. Uh, we've got actually two CDs. Uh, Queen of Dreams was our first release. And uh, a, f- a couple of years ago, we released uh, Circadian Rhythms. Uh, so those are the two available uh, CDs that we have. And Online on the website. Yeah, on our mm-hmm. website, amalgamationmusic.com. Uh, and we're just in the final stage of releasing a new song. Am I able to tell the title of the new song? I don't know. This is like <laughs> okay, covert well. secret. Yeah, we new new single coming out in August, so it's a our summertime single. And yeah, we're uh, all right. We'll talk about it. What yeah, do you think? It, it, Agreed. Well, sure. It's, it's called right. Boomerang. Okay. And uh, we just finished the second mix at different first studios here in the Mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, fantastic time uh, recording it and now we're going to just get it quickly mastered and uh, released yeah michael michael romanowski is doing the mastering coast mastering he's a renowned mastering engineer and so we refer to him through a friend also um and yeah different for is a great backstory to that because uh in november uh, we attended the Bay Area Record Label Fair. Mm-hmm. It was uh, uh, in Swedish, the Swedish American Hall. Uh-huh. And it's I actually run by a couple women, which is super cool. Nice. Right? And so that was a really a, kind of an interesting and a surprising thing. We just went to support the thing. We were kind of in between shows and had a little downtime and said, let's go kind of, you know, keep things motivated. Let's stay motivated. Just kind of get out there and see what's what and meet people and just support and I, when I heard it was run by women that was just yes you know well <laughs> I mean exciting. you know love you guys but you know that's awesome right and you, one of the only fairs where there's all these record labels in one room at one time so I think it's their third year of doing it supposedly mm-hmm. in any case uh, we went and I just kind of bought some raffle tickets and I didn't even you know I was just kind of like wanted to support and I get a phone call probably like a month later or less than a month. And, hi, you know, are you Robin Lovejoy? And, oh, Bay Area Record Label Fair. And, wow, you won the raffle. And I'm like, <laughs> what? What? Like it was a game show. You know, it was like, ah! You know, I was screaming a lot louder than this, right? And it was uh, like, wow, I don't remember the last time I won anything. This is so freaking cool. What's even cooler is it was two days of recording at different fur studios in the Mission. Nice. Super, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. So put the price tag on that per day for recording, and we were able to go in and and do our recording in the new year. Did you know that that's what the raffle was for? I, you know, I was just buying tickets just to help out, and I was like, oh, that's nice. I didn't like... You know, when you play the lotto, same thing, right? You yeah. don't think anything, I don't, times, I don't know, nine right? Nine times out of ten, you're not going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, as like that would be neat, but I just kind of was like, oh, this is cool. Or just, you know, I didn't think yeah. anything of it. 
there was a bunch of other things I got as a prizes. Uh, vinyl Me gave me a, a vinyl subscription, so I got a record in the mail monthly. Oh, cool. Not just like black records, but colored vinyl, Ooh, beautiful stuff. Beautiful. Orange creamsicle, red. <laughs> no. The gorillas, which I love, Demon Days, I get that that was in the mail. Just what really. What color was that? Uh, red, that was bright red, yeah, nice. Demon Days. So uh, six months, so that just ended, but I got a guitar set up, I got a little swag bag, an amoeba, and a certificate. And Jesus, blah, 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 blah. you I should go remember. next year. I know, go and support <laughs> yeah. Bay Area Record We're Label girls. Fair, because <laughs> they're really nice ladies, and they, they like are doing a great thing for the community. <clears throat> so Absolutely. BARF, yes, those are their call letters, I know, funny enough. <laughs> I know, funny. But um, but they're pretty awesome. So um, yeah. So it just resulted in being able to go and record. You know, how are you going to record? You need the funds. Bands mm-hmm. need funds. So we were just like ecstatic. Like boom, let's go practice. Let's get ready for our recording, which we did in the new year. And uh, yeah, so we did a, a little bit of tweaking. Uh, we had to go back and you know, always there's always a little tweaking to do when you're remixing. You know, mixing. You go ah, that's not quite up to snuff so we went back and just recently last weekend and did a little touch on that and we're stoked to share that with the world coming yeah. up yeah and what is the best website or social media page to keep up to date amalgamationmusic.com is our main website mm-hmm. and uh, we do have a facebook page amalgamation Rocks. Rocks. Yeah. Facebook.com slash amalgamation rocks. Yeah. Just go to amalgamation rocks. <laughs> it's the heat and you'll today. see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was cooking. Yeah, amalgamation rocks on Facebook and amalgamation music.com. Amalgamation music.com. Yeah, you we'll, could. We'll definitely announce uh, the news on, on both of those uh, pages, and that'll be forthcoming shortly. Yes, yeah, and it's a, you know, we're. Mm, you can describe us however you want. Go to our page and check out our tunes or streaming. You can check stuff out. Um, buy, you know, our, our music online on our webpage. Is it is better because then we, you know, the artist benefits from that. So um, thanks to Banzoogle, we're able to do that and sell our music right direct. But I was going to say this particular song is way, it's a bit heavier than... Our other stuff, we're alternative rock. We're kind of like classic rock roots with modern kind of stuff. I don't know. What's modern? Modern. I What's know. What, what does that mean? What is considered it's a big modern? Word. It's classic rock. I yeah, think I know. Zeppelin. It's so I vague. Janis Joplin. <laughs> I think of The Doors. Classic rock. Yeah. Like Zeppelin is my go-to. That's when I started writing music is when I was power listening to Zeppelin in the 90s. And that's when it, I started, you know, actually in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. That's when I was really listening to it. And then, um, yeah, old-time blues. Like, I like Rosetta Tharp. I like old stuff. Um, oh, nice. Sonny Boy Williamson. Okay. You know, old stuff. Mississippi Fred McDowell. I like that old blues. And Evo's into... Well, when uh, I was picking up the guitar, listening to Jimi Hendrix yeah. and Carlos Santana... Eric Clapton, and I sort of progressed through uh, John Coltrane and nice. some B.B. King, old blues as well. and That formed my musical foundation growing up and playing. And then, of course, just listening to a lot of modern music. And, uh, you know, I, I 
I love Radiohead and uh, Jeff Buckley. Radiohead, huge. We're huge Radiohead fans. For reals. But even uh, (laughs) even, uh, electronica music as well, too. We have all of the music. You know, just sort of all across the spectrum. Uh, Going back to Gene Autry and some old country players, Hank Williams. So as long as it's good and it kind of kind of touches my heart then uh, i like it right yeah. isn't that I let mean, me guess the hat is an ode to yes yeah well America. And it's also a bit of sunshade too for yeah today. today but yeah when you talk about modern i guess you could say um yeah radiohead is a big one muse is a big one for me i love kings of leon alabama shakes cage the elephant uh, but the song that when I was inspired to write Boomerang, which I wrote in a very short time, I saw I had just seen a Tool concert for the first time. Oh. Never seen Tool. Yeah. I don't know their songs by name. Yeah. Uh, I know of them. I know their sound. Um, I'm a, I love twelve prog- minute songs. They're twelve minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I love prog rock. I'm a prog rock fan. Rush. Yes. You know all that. Love it. So I'm totally into it. And um. When I heard them, I mean, their stage show was so phenomenal. I mean, the Alex Gray projections and the music is so heavy and it's kind of mesmerizing and so deep heavy. I mean, it's heavy. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. When are they going to release a new album? <laughs> you know, is, it, is that what, are they? Well, they keep saying, they keep yeah. teasing it. Yeah. And uh, they never do. <laughs> but I guess, I don't know what it was. It was, yeah. it was about the whole experience that inspired me to rhythmically to come up with the rhythms that I did in this song. So it's very rhythmic, would you say rhythmic kind of based a little bit? It has a rhythm, rhythmic uh, motif. Yeah, definitely. Which I don't want, I, I, I want to sing like right now, but I'm not going to. You can't. So can't re- until it's released. So um, <laughs> tease. But yeah, so you know, th- that was interesting. That one, con- it's amazing how a musical experience can inspire you to go write a song. Absolutely. And was that recently? Yeah, that would, well, that would have been early 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think January, February 2016. Yeah, recent-ish. And uh, it's funny because the content basically came from, I, my dad, as, as a little girl, I was playing with a boomerang toy which is not really like a doll or anything. So that's interesting. He was very athletic, so, you know. It was interesting. It was interesting throwing it out, coming back, you know, return kind of boomerang. That's so it's sort of the motif for Are those the Australian? They are. Yeah. They are. There's Australian ones, and they used to actually used them to hunt, but then there's the return ones, too. Yeah. Yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. So they go out and then they come they back. They come back. It's like frisbee, but like solitaire. Frisbee. Exactly. <laughs> but you better exactly. catch it when it comes back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I know if I had that, I would definitely get hit in the yeah. with my luck. But it's a really fun toy. It's a really interesting thing. You have to learn how to throw it. and uh, But it is a metaphor for, for the content of the song, kind of talking about karma. Karmic effects and things like that. Mm, so yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's um, it's we're really proud of this new work. Wouldn't you say, Evo? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it rocks. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> rocks. When we get it. We'll uh, make hard. sure we get you a copy. <laughs> yes. Amalgamation rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you came up with that name. Amalgamation. Amalgamation. 
Amalgamation. First, this is Evo and I, when we first kind of joined forces in the beginning of time, back in time, back in we... Well, we were both doing the singer-songwriter thing, met at an open mic, and um, when we first formed the band, kind of in the mid-2000s, we we were like, I don't know, what are we going to do for a band name? And I was going to use Amalgamation. I, was, I had this weird idea to start my own record label. That was like a big lofty idea that I had no, I cl- no freaking clue, like, what's really involved in doing that? I just had this like, oh, let's get more control over the music and uh, labels so I had the name and then and I was kind of in in my weird occulty alchemical thing phase yes I'll admit it alchemical alchemy so amalgamation is a combination of metals um it's a combination of ideas, opinions, a group collective, that kind of thing. So yeah. I like the name for the metal and the metallurgy and the alchemical reasons. So at that time I was waxing philosophical deeply in my spiritual and occultist things. So yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> story. I know, origin. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> weirdo. Thoughts with <laughs> but yeah, we dig the name and you know, it's kind of our thing and um, if you oh let me did I have the CDs? It's kind oh, of yeah, how we sure. it's kind of how we approach music. Robin does virtually all of the music creation. The all, the the genesis the so seeds for the songs really begins with her, and then she'll come to me or she'll come to the band and she'll present the idea and then the amalgamation the different people that are we're all working together we'll we'll give our angles and input mm-hmm. and we help kind of form the piece yeah um so yeah that's that's kind of how we work it's a collaboration in the end you know and hopefully they don't re they accept and not reject too many <laughs> ideas but i try to bring i you know I'm, I'm more of a prolific songwriter these days i used to think i had nothing to say and then all of a sudden i had experiences in life that led to blah 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 and i started saying more in music you know and had Good. things to say so but i was going to say just um and this is also part of this is kind of our logo this uh there's a on our queen of dreams amalgamation cd which you can find on our website amalgamationmusic.com um is our logo which is kind of this weird looking mermaid serpent thing yeah i like it anyway i had a dream about this picture before it happened so that's even weirder create it from the dream or yes yes we conjured it up so good for you for remembering your dreams yeah Yeah, dreams are ever important a lot of sleep journals yeah Yeah. you should see boxes collection he has dreams too he'll tell me about his dreams evo right but i I don't write them down (laughs) remember them occasionally right you'd be surprised how many song song ideas you can get from dreams i highly recommend that you take the time to wake up in the middle of the night and write this stuff down i've had a melody come to my head in a dream i literally have to wake up i have a journal under my pillow and jot it i mean no actually i'll go on my phone in the other room and i'll sing it <laughs> in the middle of the night Evo's like he's like he knows you know um, he's like oh, okay you know he'll wake up well, everything okay you know and it's just to put the idea down because once it's gone it's gone yeah. you have to you have to get yeah. it down so 
Or you just keep having the same nightmare over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that too, that too, that too. Hopefully, yeah. Are we able to hear any of these songs? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Do you want Positively. to? Uh, are we doing? Are we open that, do, open yeah, sesame on got, that one. Yeah, we got the circadian. Yes, let's do let's do that one first. So circadian rhythms. Uh, what's our first choice, Eva? Can choice hear, can you hear that? Choice cuts. The excitement. That's of a physical CD. My tearing off. This cellophane is wrapped really good. How do you open this? How do I open this? Do you have a key? Key or knife? A key or a pen. You can use the tip of Ryan, knife. I've got a pen. Knife. I've got a pen. Here we go. I don't have my Swiss army with me. Yeah, here, let's do it. I just don't want to. I'm not a good camper. He's always got a knife on him. Does he? Sweet. Oh, you the man. Now nice. that's a knife. Nice. All right. There we go. <laughs> uh, now that's a knife. Here, I'll let you do that. Cool. That? We're doing that? some slicing and dicing in the so studio. Here's a circadian rhythm. Nobody was hurt in the making of this show. Circadian rhythms. We'd like you to cue the first song, which is called Wild, Weird, and, and Wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> Alliteration. Love Thank it. Thank you, Ryan. He's the man. Thank you. <laughs> no, and like While Weird and Wonderful was uh, released on our Circadian Rhythm CD.
tell us a little bit about that song. Well, I had, as a, as a little girl, I kind of had a, a, I was fanatical about the circus. Circuses were cool then. They're not now, but uh, they were then, or the circuses have what? They've, they've, tran they've been transformed a bit for the current day, right? Especially in regards to animal treatment and thing like that. But um, I loved, I loved it. I loved it because I just love animals, and for me, that was the coolest thing ever. Oh my God! I want to see the lions, you know? And. Uh, so yeah, it was just kind of, you know, my little, I had a bunch of I, cool old retro circus poster graphics that I looked at and I sort of got this, I don't know, I just kind of delved back into the past, you know, you delve back into a moment and then you expound upon it and that was kind of it and I always liked that calliope sound and do 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 and it just brought, brought back good memories but it's funny, in the song it's a real juxtapose because I talk about life as a circus, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, you know. Oh, the carousel swirl and the carnival lust, what we shouldn't do and what we must, like the things we have to do and the things we want to do instead, you know? It's mm -hmm. like fun, but oh, risk, oop, oh, gotta do that or else, you know? And so it's kind of about that, but uh, yeah. Definitely the carousel of life. Yeah. <laughs> the roller coaster of life. <laughs> That's it. So, which artists were you? He kind of went into which artists influenced him. Who influenced you? <sighs> For that song, geez, I don't know. Or I just mean, in general. In general, you know what? I think I I work in a little bit of a bubble. I I, I have influences, but nothing specific to that particular song. Um, not at all. I, again, you know, I'm a belly dancer too. So yeah. I belly dance, I do belly dance in performance and teaching and vocal instruction and vocal teaching. And sometimes the music has a way of going in here and I get a, like a rhythm, you know, a rhythm, rhythms come to me um, and I'll tap on the table, I'll tap something and I just, you know, I think the lyrics came first in that one. Chicken or the egg, it was the lyrics. So... <laughs> You know, and it was just going through a time where I was feeling like, ah, how do you make sense of it all? And so it had to go in there. And I wanted to kind of it not be a complete introspect doldrums song. I wanted it to have a fun element, you know? So How did you get into belly dancing? Belly dancing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I just started doing it back in the, 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 probably around the same time as I started writing songs, which is really strange, isn't it? And I've been doing it ever since, and I love Middle Eastern music, I love Middle Eastern dance. I like, it's it, the modern version, I do tribal fusion, so using electronic Arabic, using hip-hop kind of mixtures and different things, so I, I keep it interesting. But yeah. Yeah, that's the story of that song. That's pretty cool. Yeah, do, do you and guys actually, there's there's a bit more of a story about uh, the CD. Uh huh. Uh, oh, yeah. So our this our latest release, Circadian Rhythms, that we released uh, a few years back, 2014, it, it was a bit uh, of a trial and tribulation period. I, I don't know how long it took us. I'm gonna guess and say maybe maybe three years. Mm -hmm. But we, we had a lot of trials and tribulations and, and maybe people can think in their own lives of what they go through. 
and how difficult and challenging things can be and mm -hmm. things start falling apart and, you, and then you got to pick up the pieces <laughs> with this with this recording i have to look at the songs to remind me yeah. we you know we had a four piece a robin myself a bass player and drummer and we were recording at this one studio then all of a sudden the drummer and i really don't know why but he literally called me as i was coming home from a camping trip and said you know i'm out he just he just pulled right just like, out, what was that out and it was kind of like the rug got pulled out do? from underneath us and it was like oh what are we going to do yeah. uh he had other musical so projects we, by the way we typical went, drummer move yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't want to i'm like it is but anyways <laughs> so we uh we eventually found a uh, another drummer that took some time. We found another one. We went back to record, <clears throat> and we were doing some overdubbing at a different studio. And they uh, just happened to to just like casually, lose, casually, very casually lose uh, many the files. Of our tracks and files. Uh, Why not so that, saving them at the end of the day? So, so that was uh, that major. was sort of a second rug that got yanked out from underneath the <laughs> yeah. set oh my gosh, we've got to redo this all over again and we we're coming into some money issues. So we kind of like shelved it for probably the better part of nine months and we were thinking, what the heck are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And we ended up meeting <laughs> another drummer who helped us out because the second drummer had other obligations and he couldn't partake any longer. So with the third drummer, we found another studio that we went to and this song wild weird and wonderful featured uh this drummer alex and he also uh, redid the drums to our rainbows in the sea track which i think we'll be hearing shortly yeah so all in all it probably mm -hmm. took us a better part of a few years to complete uh this six song ep and yeah. it was a lot of back and forth and uh, we we definitely had our setbacks but uh you know, we just, we had our vision, we kept marching on, and I hope people out there listening, if you're going through any setbacks right now, uh, you know, just remember what you, what you really want, and just keep going and keep aiming for it, and if you do, uh, you'll get what you, what you want or what you deserve or what you're aiming for. And also in the, thanks Eva, that's, that's great, uh, that he, he completely described what was going on for us at that time, but people in the world, everyone, if you're listening, um, remember when musicians make music there is so much that goes into it so when you buy a digital when you're listening to streaming music or you buy digital you know music um, if you're not really feeling this hard CD that I'm feeling in my hand with a case most people don't anymore um, know how much goes into the music know and appreciate because so much and so much heart and soul time energy money you know people mm -hmm. don't know they don't know you know if you're not a musician you don't know but i hope that compassion you know gets spread around so people do realize it and really appreciate so we can preserve live music and musicians livelihoods and it's a representation of what's going on in your life yeah. during that period of time like what you just mentioned but it's something other people can understand when they listen to those lyrics they can you know pair that with their own lives mm -hmm. you know it it, it, uh, it works both ways so absolutely yeah. and are both of these CDs available on your website both are, are available on the website uh, they're on iTunes they're on CD Baby they're on amalgamationmusic.com yeah. And, and if uh, somebody wants to physically buy one, uh, when's your next show to do that? Next show we're doing is, we're actually doing some some uh, little, you know, smaller venues in the city. We're playing Cafe St. 
George on Mission near uh, Bernal Heights, uh, Mission near Cortland on uh, August 29th. I'm sorry. July 28th. July 29th. Next Saturday. Yeah. Um, six to nine or six to eight. And then we're playing Farley's up on Petrero Hill. Um, also an evening gig. What Saturday, August 6th. Thank you. We'll Saturday, August 6th. At the Twilight Presidio off the grid Thursday evening, August 3rd at around, I think, 630-ish. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Those are yeah, good yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do some of our we do some of the songs from these albums on the lo fi, you know, acoustic acoustified. So you get to hear them there. But um yeah. They could play like Rainbows in the Sea. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, cool to play that. another it's cut. Number six. It's the last is it the last one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, number six. It is Rainbows in the Sea. Just like you remembered. <laughs> <laughs>
punk rock. Yeah, hypnotic box <laughs> from Queen of Dreams. I kind of was digging that last song. Nice. Tell us a little Gosh. bit about that. I remember uh, JJ, he was our drummer for that. and uh, <laughs> Many drummers. We, we put him to the <laughs> test. He was the, he was the keep of the beat at this fast tempo and said, you know, in, in his uh, Spanish accent, Robin, Robin, you're going to kill me. I'm, I'm going, going to, to burst. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, like, like, dude, uh, this is punk. This is our punk rock, you know, kind of pop punk. Number. Oh, yeah. We made we made a video for that, too. Our first video. Oh, that God. was so much fun. We shot Aww. it in San Francisco. Oh, neat. Uh, Mike Cavanaugh, a friend of Robin's back in the day, he, he That's did the video funny. filming and editing. And we, the four of us went to different parts in town and did these uh, vignettes and... And it was so in San much Francisco. fun. Yeah. Uh, we went to the Masonic Auditorium on California Street, mm-hmm. the beautiful building outside. Yep. We went to the uh, the Palace of Fine Arts, which is, oh, uh, for Robin and I, a very mm-hmm. uh, you know, deep emotional place. We just love that place. It has a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in- incredible architecture. Um, and, yeah, we had a wacky, fun time uh, <laughs> filming that video. Uh, Low budget. Easy. But the uh, the song I think the song is is really about our addictions to uh, technology and how uh, hypnotic box boxes how, of all uh, shapes now. Right. Uh, when we focus too much on those things, uh, we forget our peripheral vision, what's around us. That's and, right. Uh, people. So it, yeah, people. It's a good the reminder. People behind the boxes, right? Yeah. Something yeah. I need to be reminded of, and I'm sure we all do, uh, yes. just to sometimes look outside of this box that tends to hypnotize us and uh, kind of become human again. That's and TV, right. too, actually was kind of rooted from the TV. That's sort of uh-huh. where I, when I saw late night programming and I saw the things that were being sold, and I thought, the drugs that are being sold, the things that are being sold, I'm like, people are being programmed, you know, so that's right. There's a pill for everything now. Yeah, there's a pill for everything. <laughs> yeah. But don't forget about the 20 side effects, you know, afterwards. But, you know, talks and talks and talks to your ears are falling off is the lyric, the first thing you hear in the song, and it's that's true. You can hear so much and get so overfilled with information. So it takes a lot of discernment, I think, in this day and age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Turn that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> In other words. <laughs> yeah. The uh, song before that was, was titled Rainbows in the Sea. And one day, Robin and I were on the Pacifica Pier. And it was a day when there was a, like a Mavericks kind of a day, just epic waves Major crashing waves. in. <laughs> waves. Yeah. Dude. Was, Don't forget the dude. Oh, it was incredible. <laughs> and we were there, and it was a late afternoon. And all of a sudden, with the afternoon light and the giant waves coming in, Rob and I were seeing rainbows that were These, going in the sea. These like shooting rainbows that were coming out of the waves. It was weird. Wow. It was yeah. like but wave after wave after wave. So you have all these rainbows at the same time. And it was like, this is not happening. This is this is happening. It's like that double rainbow this guy. This is not happening. Yeah. It was really beautiful. It wasn't one single rainbow. It was yeah. multiple. It was just, we, we were like, <laughs> God moment, yeah. magic moment. You know, yeah. Sometimes those uh, unusual natural phenomena kick in, and then we were just lucky to catch that. So uh, I think that was the basis for the yeah. song. Yeah, rainbows in the sea. Rainbows. Metaphor. It's kind of a love song, a lovey, lovey, sexy song. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So where do you see the band going in the next couple of years? 
Many places, I hope. Uh, many <laughs> great places, I hope. Well, we, you know, yeah. in addition to doing the duo, the duet that we're doing now, doing the Americana, we definitely want to resume the four piece because I have so much musical material, just songs we haven't recorded yet. We have material for probably two more albums. And so recording, first and foremost, Evo and I are going to jump on that horse, do recording. Um, We've got definitely some other songs we're going to lay tracks for sooner than later. And yeah, I'd love to be out there playing as a four-piece again. You know, I want to do a lot of things. I'd love to go to Europe. That's really what I've wanted to do for a long time. I I just talked to someone recently who came from Switzerland. He said, Switzerland is the best you know, when they treat you great, you are fed, you are housed, you are paid, you just, it's a great experience. So certain parts of Europe, yeah, you can, you can count on that sort of treatment. Here, I don't, you know, God bless you all club owners, but bands are kind of used and abused a bit here. And Absolutely. so we're, we're looking forward to some better experiences, you know. Hopefully that would be one of them. I'd like to do that. And just venture out and, and, and doing, do some more touring. We haven't done that much touring, so. We need to be at Glastonbury, <laughs> Reading. Big dream in the sky Coachella. is Glastonbury. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, that would, that would be, be amazing. That's our zone. I would Please. Go yeah. I visualize that one. Robin, yeah, she, Robin has this, like, arena of rock or oh, yeah. kind of yeah. thing. The other stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, she can, she can own it. <laughs> own it on stage. But apart from like big audiences, I mean, when we play tiny little places, hole in the walls, Mm -hmm. uh, slimy places, some (laughs) of those those, tend to be uh, the best places that there's just a ton of people and uh, we really enjoy playing. Yeah, Yeah, we enjoy those too. So it's, it's all good. Especially when people are enjoying a good meal or getting a, you know, yeah, yeah, a cup yeah. of wine. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you're a musician out there, you understand the difference between, like, for instance, we played at a restaurant last night off the grid. People are there to eat and talk. So they're not going to they're not there so much to see a concert, so a show. Alert. You know, there are venues for that. And we love to play more where it's all about hearing the band and those tend to be festivals. So we definitely want to do more of those. Okay. Definitely want to do more recording. Uh, the four piece. Um, keep on keeping on just you know just but but we you know you need the support of people and people that go to see live shows so I urge everyone out there to really support local music and go out and see live shows don't just stick with YouTube don't just right? don't just watch shows on YouTube go and really feel the vibration you know right there live and connect with people there's yeah. nothing else yeah. like it it is a live experience and it, it, it really can move there have been times when Evo and I just said, oh, God, why are we doing this? And, you know, it comes down to music in the end. It's an expression, a state of expression. We want to do it. It feels great. I love I love what we do. It's it's an amazing feeling when yeah. we get together and go play music, you know. And you, you touch people yeah. and you can see their reactions. You're looking at them. You're, you're connecting with your instrument. And, uh, Do you reach out your hand and they reach out theirs? Sometimes, <laughs> like, yeah, we had this little kid oh dancing my for our music class last night. He was like, well, what do you call that? He was... Um, uh, that sort of punk rock. He was just. I call him punk rock Sam. I said, "What's your name?" I mean, he was like, starting to bang on our guitar cases, and somebody's over there eating dinner, and he's going like hitting he's the table, crazy. and you like he was crowd, like, he wanted but to crowd like, surf. That you know what? That was so cool. I'm like, wait, this kid is completely fearless. He's coming from his heart. It's the ma- It's the mash 
what'd you call it? The, what the thing? Mosh What's the pit. mosh pit oh, that yeah. you mosh talked pit. about earlier? Yeah. It was that feeling. I'm like, dude, the heat is so going to mosh pit. He's going to be, you know, slam dancing pretty soon. Hamburger. And we loved it. It was just like, that's the feeling. He was alive yeah. and he was reacting. Two little girls were dancing. And I just, you know, I just love this. I'm like, they are so fearless and they're so open hearted. That reminds me of one time we, great. we have, we know a promoter and she would put on shows and she would always say, she's like, if I can make one person dance, that's yeah. it. Then that's how you It'll, know I did my job. Yeah. yeah. Precisely. It keeps you going. <laughs> yeah. Keeps us going as musicians. We're like, oh, they're all yakking and eating. And then these little kids come over and then all of a sudden you think nobody's listening. And then someone comes by after yeah. who hasn't really clapped or said anything and says, wow, I really love your sound. Yeah. I mean, really? It's amazing. Sometimes Whoa. they don't you know? show it. And yeah. we've, I've walked around and I'll talk to people and I'm not asking for feedback. I just yeah. say, hey, how are you? Hi. Yeah. And, they'll, and they'll say something and I would have no idea that yeah. they felt that because their expression, they didn't really express her i didn't notice it but yeah. it's amazing yeah people even though it seems that they're not listening or paying attention they are in a yeah. sort of subliminal subconscious manner right. and they pick up on it yeah. and we appreciate uh, that so much as musicians yeah. it really makes for the experience of of interaction musical you know because we're just trying to connect with people and we, we're sharing our stories and uh, and and so we we enjoy it when people can connect our stories in in their own way mm -hmm. you know because you know robin and myself we penned a song or wrote a song we have our idea but then people hear it and they filter it through their lenses in life and and they kind of try to make sense of it from their own like schematic and yeah. so that's that's the the, the beauty of uh, sharing music the joy of music yes shall we listen to one more song to sounds close good if you if you uh what would we oh, oh. Which right. album? You want to do Manchwine? Well, we why don't we do, uh, do you want to do Try This Mom? So, um, Mel, or do you want to end off on a bang? Let's go bang. Let's go bang. <laughs> so then uh, do Ruby Kiss. Ruby Kiss. Ruby which Kiss. Is Ruby Kiss. the Circadian Circadian album. Rhythms, Ruby Kiss, second track. Yeah. Ruby Kiss, baby. You wish. <laughs> Kissed you in a dream You don't know what they did to me You kissed me sweetly You don't know what it means Well let me tell you now I'm missing grace The sweetest face, no concept Time or place, I said I'm missing grace Beautiful face, no concept Time or place, yeah I'm better now, I'm better now, now yeah, yeah. Hey, Kiss me in a dream. I oh, don't know what they did to me. You kiss me 
sacrifice a morning flesh and liquid you adorn me let's shoot for the moon and catch the stars while the 20th hour played at ATT Park. Yeah, so we, we got played on uh, Game Day. Game Day, um, so this this show called Game Day, or Game Day is a program that Lee Merritts does for all the different uh, athletic games in the mm-hmm. Bay Area, San Francisco, and Oakland. And yeah, he, uh, thank you, Lee. <laughs> um, he started a program featuring local artists and playing original music. And uh, we got broadcast, so Ruby Kiss was broadcast. Wild, Weird, and Wonderful, and I think he played something else. Rainbows in the Sea, maybe. Yeah. So he's like, I think I'm gonna play this track yeah. today. Yeah. So we get we get we get royalties for that. Yeah, you know, every time amazing. it's played, so it's nice. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah, it's it's that's a new thing. Cool. He just started doing it. Oh. Okay. He started featuring Bay Area artists, yeah. which is amazing. For so many. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then you get that. Exposure. And thanks to Annie Bacon for putting that on Balanced Breakfast. So I'm a Balanced Breakfast. Oh, I've heard of that. And yeah. It's do a, you go to that? I do. Yeah, when I can. And I just saw Stefan Aronson the other day. Um, he's the founder of Balanced Breakfast, and it's a music meetup group. It happens once a week or biweekly. And uh, yeah, Annie Bacon, she's a local musician and critic, um, and music critic, and she's the one that you know posted the opportunity for artists to go and pitch their music to get on game day the game day music that's amazing playlist you get something out of it so that's fantastic i can't tell you how many friends i've made gig connections things like that it's been a blessing thanks to stefan aronson woohoo balanced breakfast i'll Mm -hmm. have to check that out one of these days do it do it and it's here in san francisco too right Mm -hmm. nice and do you guys live in the city? We or? live in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So uh, I've been here for a while. <laughs> yeah, this is our city. It's our city. That's Knock good. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep it uh, local and homegrown. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, thanks, you guys, for stopping on by. Thank you You're so welcome. much. Thank you for and having us. Yeah. It was a pleasure. pleasure. And remind us uh, your website. Amalgamationmusic.com. Amalgamation on Facebook, com. Amalgamation Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that'll stick with me. And also you have some great photos on there as well. You have like a photo album or gallery, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Thank Galleries, you. our music, some videos. You can buy music on there. You can buy t-shirts. We got a, a, a store page too. Awesome. 
And do you see your, one last question, do you see yourself doing like a California or West Coast tour at some point? Uh, yeah, West Coast would probably be the first thing we'd do, right? Yeah, we've, we've toured up to Seattle okay. a few years West back. Coast. That was uh -huh. a lot of fun yeah. uh, going through Oregon and up to Seattle. Oh, uh, so yeah, uh, definitely. But uh, I think I, I have a feeling uh, also the South. Ah, okay. Maybe Kentucky, they appreciate some music other places, there. Mississippi. Sure. Get the feeling maybe our music might uh, carry over there as well. So, you know, it's uh, life's an adventure. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. See where it takes you. Yeah. Well, on that note, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. Baby, I'll 
given all they had for something new. But the light of day was on them. They could see the thrashers coming, and the water shone like diamonds in the dew. I was just getting up, hit the road before it's light, trying to catch an hour on the sun. When I saw those thrashers rolling by, looking more than two lanes wide, I was feeling like my day had just begun. Where the eagle glides descending, there's an ancient river bending through the timeless gorge of changes where sleeplessness awaits. I searched out my companions who were lost in crystal canyons when the aimless blade of science slashed the pearly gates. That I knew I'd had enough. Burned my credit card for fuel. Headed out to where the pavement turns to sand. With the one-way ticket to the land of truth and my suitcase in my hand. How I lost my friends, I still don't understand. They had the best selection. They were poisoned with protection. There was nothing that they needed. Nothing left to find. They were lost in rock formations, or became park bench mutations on the sidewalks and in the stations. They were waiting. So I got bored and left them there. They were just dead weight to me. Better down the road without that load. Brings back the time when I was eight or nine. I was watching my mama's TV. It was that great Grand Canyon rescue episode. Where the vulture glides descending on an asphalt highway, bending through libraries and museums, galaxies and stars, down the windy halls of friendship to the rose clipped by the bullwhip, the motel of lost companions waits with heated pool. Bar. But me, I'm not stopping there. Got my own road left to hold. Just another line in the field of time. When the thrasher comes, I'll be stuck in the sun like the dinosaurs in shrines. But I'll know the time has come. 
to give what's mine Yeah. 
care a lot Although I look like I do not Since I was shot There's nobody but you I know I look blase Partying is what the papers say At dinner I'm the one who paid For a nobody like you Nobody but you Nobody like you Since I got shot There's nobody but you Won't you decorate my 